0: Hi, everybody. My name is Katie Asmith. I am a mom of two, five and seven-year-olds. I'm a professional athlete for Socony and live in Mammoth Lakes, California. I am also a family nurse practitioner, and I wanted to welcome you to Training for Ultra Podcast.
1: If we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race but to be honest with you it happened even before the race. It happened in the training.
2: Great cause. Oh thank you. I just that, out man so you keep doing what you doing man.
1: Keep inspiring.
2: For all you kids out there stay safe
1: and stay strong. Hey everyone it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. I was physically totally wrecked. I I had nothing left. I
0: figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? decided if I could, you know, finish a 50-miler, I could probably run across
1: the country. 100 miles is not that far. For Ultra Podcast, my name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We have a great episode. Katie Asmuth, She's awesome. I'm not even going to share too much. But my preconceived kind of notions of the memorable races aren't necessarily the ones that go according to plan. It's just like very, very reconfirmed here. Uh, Katie's race and, and how she managed to get a top 10 here. I mean, me and her talked about it behind the scenes. And I'll break it down for you. She gutted it out. That's how that's how she did it. And it's amazing. Big thank you to you Patreon supporters. You guys don't realize it, but you make this all work behind the scenes. Uh like without your support, this podcast wouldn't work. So thank you guys. I'm truly appreciative. And thank you to Exoskin. We just renewed for a a one year contract there so they're they're a huge supporter of the podcast my video work photography everything i do and they just make amazing high quality socks compression gear they make great gear so the biggest issue i have with exoskin is their their quality is so high that you don't necessarily have to buy it every single month because it doesn't really wear out it's it's super good Um, super high quality. So shout out to them. Shout out to the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their grit series. If you're looking for a local race, you know, check out where their next race is. Not only get in the miles, but it's for a really great cause. All about them. Love the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, especially their grit series. Look into it if you're in the area. Big shout out to Tannery Outdoors. As runners, we spend a lot of time outdoors in the sun. It's important that we're protecting our skin. Tannery offers clean sun care products like SPF lip balms, mineral sunscreen, and thereafter sun restorative moisturizer. Tannery just launched a new product, which is their traditional sunscreen. This leaves zero white cast and is similar to the mineral sunscreen in that it is sweat resistant, and packaged from recycled materials. This is a great company. High quality products. Definitely check them out. Check out the show notes for a coupon code for Tannery Outdoors. Katie, welcome okay. to the podcast. It's it's way overdue. I'm yeah really glad to. You know what caught my eye was you running at Western States and like through every aid station, regardless of how you were feeling. You threw up your arms, you were laughing, smiling, and just like getting through it somehow. Like, and I, I just had to hear more about your race and, and all of that. But um, let's start with what you're doing, like at, like your actual day job. I know you're a professional athlete as well, but the one that pays the bills, um, is this is a high stress job, right? Nurse practitioner, like that's some pretty serious uh, work for your day job.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us have very high-stress jobs. But for me, it's really rewarding, actually, um, and it brings a lot of purpose to my life. Um, I work with low-income patients, mostly homeless. Um, I, I've been through the gamut, you know, um, a lot of uh, serious mental illness, substance use, um, and a lot of people struggling, and it really makes my life and my chosen suffering, uh, puts that a lot in perspective. So, um, things like this race was one of those times you think about your patients a lot and just how you, uh, really are lucky to be able to suffer in this way. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little about me.
1: I mean, I, I think it's amazing. And you're also a mom of two. We, we have a four-year-old yep. and seven-year-old here. I mean, yes. How are, you how get you, it. How are you doing all of this? <laughs> that's, that's my follow-up question because I really I was going to ask about your perspective changing because of that, that professional role. Um, how are you doing all of this? How are you scheduling all the practices, all the events just for the kids, let alone then each of your clients and somehow making uh, a schedule that gets you in the top 10 at Western States?
0: I mean, I'm not doing anything special. All parents that are in this sport have to do that sort of thing. Um, But I really rely on my husband a lot. I mean, I think we have a really strong partnership. And if I didn't have his support, I really think it would be really uh, much harder, (laughs) let's just say. So a lot of lists, (laughs) a lot of communication and um, dialing in our calendar for the week uh, and sometimes months in advance. And just, yeah, you just do it you know is,
1: so. <laughs> his, is his training ramping now that your your states is done you're kind of in recovery mode exactly yeah to yeah like get out more now and offset
0: 100 percent. he actually is a 27 miler on saturday it's like perfect timing we're not like hobbling around and he's like okay i've been back up so uh yeah he was actually supposed to do his two iron man this year but he's not going to do Alaska anymore. We're just going to Alaska as a family, um, and he's gonna not do an Ironman. He just didn't have the training like he wanted probably because of me. (laughs) Um, He'll probably do one in uh, October, and then otherwise he's really just, his heart's in trail running and wants to probably do less Ironman and more just trails, so yeah.
1: That's cool. I mean, how's recovery going for you? you? You ran a hard race. It was really hot out. We'll hear more details in a few minutes, but how is recovery going for you? Is it, is it as smooth as normal or any hiccups?
0: Um, kind of actually, it's been a different than any other hundred I've done in the sense that uh, my feet are perfect. My feet are usually pretty good, but usually the toenails are throbbing and this year. My feet are like, Oh yeah, we know how to do this. I mean, there's like zero hot hotspots are like a million bucks though so my cankles are pretty big still. Um, and my right foot is uh, really tender. Still, I turned it in the high country, and that was a really big problem all day, to be honest. But So that hurts, but um, probably just like a little ligament sprain, I'll be fine. And um, other than that, my quads are totally fine. I, uh, I will say it took several days for my stomach to be normal. I mean, I remember Wednesday night, we're talking Friday, so like six days ago goes the race. So Uh, Just a couple days ago, my stomach, like at night, it was turning, it's just like twisted, you know, it's like, what is happening? We can't accept food right now. Like, we're still trying to recover from what happened on Saturday. So, very low appetite for several days, which is not usually how I handle recovery. Usually, I'm just like anything in sight, but my stomach was just, I've never experienced that sort of GI issues before. I've never had a race like that, and that was so new for the stomach, <laughs> everything else in my body's like, yeah, yeah, we got this. We've done this before. But my stomach is like, no, no, never again. Okay. <laughs> we're done with that. Um, but I feel, I'm feeling better now. So
1: that's, yeah, that's good. Um, and then, I mean, back to the rolled ankle, uh, were there a lot of people rolling ankles? Was it like different than uh, previous year in terms of the terrain up there?
0: i mean the train was the same in the sense that there's no snow compared to last year to be honest so i've done the course um a handful of times but never um of the high country so the high country I've only done during the race last year that was the only time and um it was so exceptional even more exceptional than i remember last year like just my heart was just so big and wide open and just taking it all in and the wildflowers were insane and it was just fun and beautiful in the sunrise and just, ah, I just loved it. However, it was a lot more technical than I remember, <laughs> but um, I'm sure it's the same, you know, there wasn't a snow year, but I mean, um, so I, I turned my foot. Um, the only other people I know about is obviously Keely who had a devastating ankle turn. I feel really feeling for her because she was really ready to, crush um but she made the right decision to not hobble it in um so i'm really um you know i'm really feeling for keely and then another friend of mine from la a mom who she's a 13 year old and she twisted her ankle and it was like i saw her after the race she ran in 27 hours but she's like her ankle was like so big and so swollen i mean it was i i I couldn't believe she could even put any pressure on it um, she's like, Oh no, I didn't. I just like limped my way in, <laughs> like
1: Scott you know, Scott, Scott so, style.
0: Totally, yes, exactly. She's just like, I just did it. And I mean, I'm really happy Keely didn't do that because I think it would have been a problem for the rest of her season, but, um, it's pretty amazing what people are able to do in that race. It's a really special race and people just like do it and, like get it done, you know? Um, so, it's
1: all I can say is, that's I, saw, inspiring. I saw Keely firsthand, and it, she was not using that as an excuse to stop. It was like she wanted to go, she wanted to run, and her body physically would not function. Like, yeah. her ankle oh, would not yeah. function. She's on the phone. I'm, I assume she was calling her doctor or coach and tr- like trying to do whatever. And it was like a drawn out. Processes. It wasn't like she came in, cut my bracelet. I'm out. Like she. Was oh no, trying. she was. She's she
0: so freaking stuck. Yeah, no, she's so crazy. She wants to compete just like the rest of us. Um. So you know, I mean, I think that's what's hard and humbling about hundred mile races is you can go in as you know, pumped and like ready and fit as ever, but things happen in a hundred miles that just you can't have an ego out there and you have to go out knowing that. You know, sometimes the
1: trail is another plan for you, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely feeling for how, it. How do you <laughs> handle it. How do you handle that? Like from a professional standpoint, how do you handle all those variables? Like I'm assuming you try to minimize them. I, I mean, personally, I just try to accept that, you know, this race could go a bunch of different directions, but how do you handle it personally?
0: like actual psychology, like science, um, says to not always be visualizing the best day. Um, so I don't necessarily visualize like, you know, just having a smooth sailing day and just going across the line and getting the cougar. You know, I would love to visualize that, but I really think about all the different ways that it could go wrong. Um, but not in a, just kind of in a problem solving way. I mean, there's so much and it's almost like a surprise, like, Oh, okay. That was not something I thought about, <laughs> you know, kind of like my foot. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting to be having GI upset like I did because I would never experienced that in a race before probably due for it. <laughs> but I, I didn't, there were some variables that I thought I had dialed on dialed down like my salt intake and hydration and it just blew up at me. And so I think, um, you know, I, I think you just kind of have to roll up the punches and know that uh, it's just a day of problem solving out there and trying to like, I guess, um, accept that there's so much that's going to happen out there that you just kind of roll up the punches. So I
1: mean, This might sound weird, but do you sort of like get excited about thinking about the challenges that could happen because if it's like a perfect race it's kind of boring you don't really have any like memorable moments and it might be the exception if you're winning western states obviously but i mean isn't it oddly like kind of interesting to think through those events and and get excited if they do happen during the race because you've practiced problem solving to the point where basically nothing can stop you i don't think you've ever dnf'd a race i
0: haven't you know i think it's a part of the sport and i think that's yeah that's a huge curiosity almost like what what can my body handle and what can my mind handle today um and that's why there's so much excitement at the start line it's like we're about to literally have a life in a day and all these highs and lows and nobody has a perfect day out there i don't care if you're any western states like there's a lot. I mean, like both Ruth and Adam said that they're like climbing up the escarpment. They were like, this is going to be a rough day. I think everybody has these low moments um, and just are able to turn it around. Like you can't win a race, a hundred mile race, without having some adversity. And um, I think that's what makes this sport so special because we're able to like conquer those fears and grow in a new way and like, challenge ourselves, our minds and bodies, new and like ways that you never thought possible you never like thought was a consideration so um yeah i definitely am interested in what's going to happen you know it's it's a curiosity for sure
1: all right i have a highly controversial question for you (laughs) you've never dnf'd are you even are you even pushing yourself hard enough
0: right (laughs) Oh
1: man. Oh
0: God. I can't even. <laughs> I'm just <joking> with you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm not saying I will never DNF. Like I don't need that to be like, something I'm known for because I absolutely think there's a reason to DNF. Um, and like Keely's for instance, Lucy, I think there's reasons that you DNF. Um, and I just haven't had those particular injuries yet. Uh, hopefully I won't, but you know, that's not something I hold myself by. I, I definitely am. Uh, want to complete the race, whatever it takes. But if I'm injured, you know, where I can't move forward or it's dangerous to my – when I say dangerous to my health, I guess probably any hundred miles is probably dangerous to our health. But, you know, like dangerous in the sense that, like, it's going to really mess up the next season, uh, then I would probably consider it. But I haven't done that yet. So, um, yeah,
1: the idea of DNFing
0: didn't cross my mind on Saturday – like didn't even go through my head. Um, what did go through my head was I'm gonna freaking have to fight without calories for seven plus hours in order to get top ten. And like the top ten was definitely uh for me not even a like sequel. Like I was definitely wanting top ten, you know, but after that day it was just like holding on for top ten. And so it just changes the the perspective and the mentality of the day and you're just in a different mind space for sure and i think humbling (laughs) to say the least uh definitely grew up out there like i feel like a seasoned veteran (laughs) ultra runner now
1: (laughs) So, so before before we jump into sort of your western states recap in a way here um i want the listener to get to know you a little bit more and you've done a lot of podcasts and we're not going to start with, uh, you know, tell me about the first time you went running or, you know, any kind of like very basics here. I want to know, do you run in flow? Like, what's your mindset when you're out there? Things are going well. Um, are are you easily clicking into flow? Are you listening to music? I want to go down that avenue just for a few minutes. Sure.
0: I think um, uh, flow is tough in hundred miles for me in this sense. Um, let's see, in the thick of it, I think in the high country, I could like get into a float pretty easily just cause it's the beginning of the day and you're just like feeling your surroundings and you could just click away miles. Like when you get to Duncan, you're like, it's already been 24 miles. Like it's shocking. Um, but you know, once uh, probably like, I don't know around 40 or so you're starting to be like, okay, like races on and you have to be really mindful of everything really like you're constantly scanning your body and thinking okay i need more fluids i need more goo i need more gels i need more salt caps but maybe not so much <laughs> as i did um but you know you're thinking about like what's in the next aid station what do i need to get the next aid station like the like that sort of like you're constantly scanning that and how you're ta- like not tackling the train, you're using the train and working with the train to sort of get to your destination, like as fast as possible. And I, I think it's hard to be in flow in that mindset because there's so much going on in order to compete the best level. Like you're constantly thinking about like your person and how to best take care of yourself. Um, I definitely get into flow much easier and like long runs in the Sierra. That's like, very easy. I snap into that very quickly. Um, but I would say like mid to back of the race, it's like a lot of like just taking care of yourself. Um and really like taking in the surround like the volunteer like for sure at Western States. I mean, it's such a team event and like I really use the energy from the people out there, like I a lot, a lot um because I just get such a high <laughs> on this community that like everybody out there is really, um, brings a lot of joy for me. And so I I use that energy for sure. And, um, so I I don't just like go into my own space, you know, like I'm very open to people and, you know, accepting help and and encouragement and that sort of thing. That
1: that Um, energy is why we're talking. That's really weird. Like literally (laughs) that energy was like, I got to talk to her. She's like, I know she's not, you know, feeling great, but She's smiling. She's making me smile. Like, you brought brought up everyone around you.
0: (laughs) I was dying. Like, absolutely shriveling in my depleted body. But I just wouldn't let myself think it. I was like, I'm fine. I can run 50 miles on one gel. We're good. You know, like, it was.
1: We're teasing. We're teasing. We got to save this. We don't want to lose lose the listener now. We can't give them the good stuff.
0: Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say, yeah, And I do listen to music out there. Um, a lot of the time I have my headphones on. Like, I start with my headphones on because I like to listen to my breath and just kind of it helps me stay inward because yeah. I'm such a outward person. Like, I love the community so much and, like, get so much energy from what's around me. But I have to – you do have to stay within yourself and grounded in these races. And um, so the headphones sound strange, but actually helps me. helps me, like, hear my own breathing and – Gauge my like how my perceived effort and just how um yeah it just helps that. And also I do like listening to music, especially the back half. I would say this race, I was listening to music a lot. My pacers were like like I was just like tunnel mode, just like I have to stay in a zone <clears throat> and then tried to just listen to that music and follow their steps and just not stop.
1: What um, what, so music, we, uh, what music's on the playlist?
0: Oh man, I've got so much stuff. Are you kidding me? Um don't, like a huge Don't be shy. Range.
1: Don't be shy. It's all good.
0: <sighs> like, okay, I love Lindsay Sterling. She probably people well, don't know a lot about her, but she's like this amazing like violinist that's like electronic violinist, like with like this whole orchestra behind her that's like upbeat kind of electronic it's music. It's really cool. Um so that's really nice like in the you know, running on trails um gosh i would say i listen to a lot of jess glenn i don't know if you know her it's kind of like poppy no. but i love her <laughs> um I love mr wives i don't know i'm trying to think i love so,
1: i like to yeah. listen to what so genre wise it's like seems like it's oh, a, upbeat kind of like
0: <laughs> yeah, dance yes.
1: dance-ish pop-ish like yeah upbeat like though.
0: let's keep moving upbeat obviously oh yeah yeah you don't know want sad music out there. <laughs> you need like upbeat, get out of the chair music that you like want to dance to but you don't have the energy to. That
1: kind of music. <laughs> I don't if I'm feeling hyper or something, I can I'll try to like kind of center myself with like slower music as weird oh, as that sh- sounds, but that's over okay. long like just you know That's over two hundred miles.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's that's what I'm missing. Yeah. And, and I'm Probably definitely not down leading down the down
1: race down. at any point. So um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a special diet like are you like hyper aware of your nutrition and, and that sort of thing or, or tell me more about that it's really hard with smaller kids when you're making mac and cheese and you got like two minutes to make a meal and then you got to run somewhere like tell me about that for
0: sure um well I definitely am a big proponent of my kids eat what I eat so we don't like I don't change dinner for them. Like they are going to eat what we eat. That's how it works. Um, but I will say, you know, generally healthy, but like I've never held back ever. Like, no, I eat everything. I don't eat, um, red meat. Um, and that's just been since like pre-college really for environmental sustainable reasons, but I, I've never needed it Like, my body hasn't, like I'm fine with fish, chicken, but, um, I do have a lot of protein, I would say. And a lot of carbs and a lot of fat. I have all of it. I don't really you know, I eat They're generally healthy Yeah. Like i you know but also not healthy sometimes.
1: <laughs> what like what's your what's your favorite like post race when your stomach's like actually you, like when the bear hundred? Are you eating a pizza? Are you having a beer? How's how's like yeah, your pizza
0: and beer sounds fantastic usually? Yeah, or like a big burger or like sweet potato fries or like I don't know, like yeah, like salt and fat, it's great, it sounds so
1: good. I, I planted the seed. I, I, have a feeling I know what you're having for dinner tonight.
0: Yeah, um, right now. Now that
1: your stomach's getting better.
0: <laughs> oh man! So we went out for Mexican, like on what day? When we got back from Auburn, so it was like Monday night, and it was like celebratory, and like we go out, and like this is great restaurant. Samantha like, has a little sandbox, and the kids get to play, and, like true. other kids while you're eating. It's great, and so. um, so like we had this big dinner and then we got for ice cream after it was super fun. Well, I got home that night and my stomach like, oh, that was the worst night. I was like, okay, note to self, not Mexican after GI upset. Like I had <laughs> not a good idea. Come on, Katie, but um, but it tastes really good in the moment, so I guess it was worth it.
1: <laughs> okay, and the lead into states is I'm gonna ask you is your profession helping you understand hydration better um like with you know the all the all the studying and and nurse work that's gone into developing your professional career on that side of things Mm. do you understand hydration better than most people along with nutrition or is that just a non non non-factor
0: well um let's see in my previous job for like the last like for like eight years um at a clinic in la i was working as like half time um was just like general practice family mp and then the other half the time i was working with uncontrolled patients with diabetes um and uh patients with uncontrolled diabetes excuse me and uh so that was a huge part of my career in the sense of nutrition um and i've been asked that a lot like (laughs) you know, what do I recommend to patients is literally opposite of what I recommend to myself. (laughs) I'm like all the carbs, all the food, right? Like, um, so it's a little bit funny in that way. I feel like a lot of things that I recommend to my, um, it's just different when you're a competitive athlete and what you need to take in and just the amount of calories and fuel it takes. Um, so there's that on the nutrition side, but of course I have a, really good understanding of macronutrients micronutrients and um, the balance it takes and trying to have protein with carb and, you know, trying to have... I, I, yes, I have a good idea of that and I think my training and experience has something to do with it. When it comes to hydration, gosh, I feel like, for sure, hyper-hyponatremia symptoms. Um, I've had several really dangerous, like like almost fatal cases in my career um, when my patients um it's actually both I'm thinking too specifically like almost fatal accidents that had hyponatremia and super. I mean, I know the implications of how dangerous potentially hyper hyponatremia can be. Um, but again, it's a different setting. Like I don't treat athletes. I'm like in a different demographic. Um, not like I don't treat athletes. Some of my patients are athletes, but not in the same way that we're thinking of it. Um, <clears throat> so I, um, Let's see. <laughs> I think, I think, well, you I would say like, more in the ER actually, like when I'm thinking back to my ER world, like so I used to work my, my first job out of nursing school, I was working in the ER LA County general night shift. And that was really, I mean, you're like, you know, putting up IVs these left and right. And like the osmolality of the fluid was really important. And so trying to understand that, like I know that you can't have more sodium than you're having fluid. Like, you know, you need to make sure that it's something that your body can actually absorb. Um, so, anyways, yes, I do, I feel like I know maybe more than the general person, but also there's so many nuances and endurance sport, and uh, that's not my specialty in, in medicine, so yeah, I, there's a lot to learn there. I will say I did my research like yeah. a lot uh, going into this race because it was actually something I really messed up on uh, in 2021, and I had a great race, you know, I got fit, that's great, but like, it was definitely not my best race, and I was kind of bummed about it. like it, it was a little bit better sweet because it was exciting you know nobody knew who i was so that was cool to like be running in the global stage but it was for me not my best day at a very medium day out there and it was because i just didn't take in enough salt and i was so hot all day i did not have the right cooling mechanisms and this year my cooling was freaking dialed right because we learned from last year but then i just honestly had too much salt so i had done my research trying to figure out like i did my sweat right i went and got my um like an actual sodium loss in your sweat tested right like i actually know how much sodium i lose per liter of water loss and then or fluid loss and then i did my test? Ta- like I, you know how you're supposed to do and you weigh yourself naked and you go and run and then you come back and you measure all the fluid you took and seduct whatever. I did it several times. I did a 90 plus degree heat and dish-up. I was like dialed with how much I lose. What I didn't take into account was the amount of cooling mechanism that I was gonna use at States, right? So I was so cool all day. I didn't sweat as much as I did oh,
2: when I was measuring you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ah. So it was like this weird really funny like. You know, irony I really, where I because I was my team was me, my team was so good at cooling me down that I didn't lose as much, you know, volume, which meant I wasn't losing as much salt, and I was still using the same, you know, because we had it like dialed, like this is what they're going to give me at every aid station, and you know, when it's not a crew aid station, this is what I'm going to be taking about salt caps and stuff, and anyway, it was just way, way, way too much, and it hit me. Yeah.
1: You got to just run, you got to just run faster, you know? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I know. If I would if the race would have ended
0: at 45, I would have freaking like, it felt great all day. That's the thing, right? 50 miles, like, sounds so like, oh yeah, 50 miles. But then you have another 50 miles to run. I want to teach in those 50 miles. So, you can feel great halfway through, but anyway.
1: Uh, I mean, last question on that point. What? type of salt are you taking and what what other electrolytes are you trying to blend together because I've talked to a lot of people and I would say biggest takeaway is learning from bad water participants mm-hmm. how like you actually mix up the different electrolyte caps um, to give you different uh, combinations sometimes like it's not just obviously just sodium, like there's other. Right.
0: Potassium, magnesium. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's what helps drive, you know, like you're absorbing the, the fluid because of these electrolytes, right? Like you need this fluid in order that these electrolytes to be able to maintain and help metabolize. However, I will say if I, if I could, would give myself some advice and actually my coach, David Roach, absolutely told me this several times. Um, He's like, I think you need to think about it less. Cause I was like, coach, I have got dialed in, da, da, da. and he's like, Katie, like you did great last year. Just like take a couple more caps, And I'm like, but coach, I get that, but I want to be my best self. And if I can be my best self with just a little bit of effort, might as well. And he's like, I think everything's going to change out there. I think you're go- like thinking about it too much. Um, but for me, it was interesting. You know, it was interesting. Like being, like being, um, I guess in, investigative detective, I guess, on your body, like trying to understand your own nuances and you, every human's different, right? And how we metabolize things and how we use salt and that sort of thing. So I think for me, it was probably less is more. It would have been better. Well, definitely less is more during the race, but even going into it, I almost feel like I I just, we can get so caught up on the numbers that race day these 100-mile races, so much happens out there and there's so many different um like complications out there. You know, like there's so many the things that are thrown at you that you have to really like be flexible and you know it might change your plan. And obviously my my plan was changed quite drastically. Uh unfortunately it was too late. But um anyway. So
1: tell me, yeah, about, this, think, tell me about the start line.
0: All right. Start line felt freaking dial it's the first time I've ever slept before a race ever. But oh, <laughs> like, even if it's a well local arrested? 50k. Oh.
2: Yeah. Those Even if a local
0: 5K, like really yeah, I'm like food. totally apt. It's like totally excitement. I'm never nervous. I'm just like, let's go, let's go. I can't wait, I can't wait, you know? Coffee, um,
1: coffee before the race? Are you a uh,
0: no, I didn't drink coffee before the race um, because it's just a really long day and you don't need caffeine that early for me. Yeah. Um, I had enough excitement. Um, but I was actually pretty. I mean, I was like, okay, this is, you know, all things are leading to a great day. I've slept well, you know, running the start. I felt great. I'm running with my friends. I'm like, there's butterflies everywhere. You're feeling just ready for whatever (laughs) that, you know, the day brings. Um, So that was kind of the start. It was actually really fun um, being back. I feel like, you know, the first year, maybe a little bit more nerves in the sense of like i was confident but also i didn't i'd never been in the high country like this year i felt like more comfortable up there for sure
1: yeah you're an old pro now right i'm
0: an old pro doing it twice
1: yeah
0: what uh, what shoes what
1: shoes did you pick out and most importantly toe socks or no toe socks
0: oh gear let's talk gear freaking love gear all right, so, okay, well, socks, exoskin all the way. Nice. If you're not using exoskin, if you haven't used it, <laughs> I, like, love this brand. I've been using exoskin since my first 100, and it was, like, for a while as my special socks. Like, I only used it to race because it was, like, you know, like a superstition or something like they were so good and I didn't want to mess them up. And I love them so much. Um, now thank goodness. I have a lot more. To, I only run an exoskin on training runs and everything. Uh, but yeah, so exoskin is my favorite. I've never had any blisters. My feet are always like feel really good. Toe socks. Um, the so toe socks all the way. I only wear toe socks. I mean, when you are in, sh- um, you're just wet all day long, right. And you should be wet all day long in Western States. And, um, you know, you try and have your crew not dump water on your feet, but like you're in and out of streams, you're, you're, you know, obviously the river. So, you know, you're getting really wet all day and I have full confidence in my feet. Like I never worry about them, um, which is great. And then let's see, shoe wise, I wore Saucony Edge and the Edge. of their carbon plated shoe trail shoe. It's coming out in August and yeah, it held up really well and a lot of cushion and that helps, I think with energy return and just basically not feeling so fatigued at the end of the race. And, um, my plan was to switch to change shoes to like a new pair, at Greengate. Um, because my plan all along was to like start the race at Green Gate. and I was going to change shoes at the mile 80 for those that don't know. Um, and I was going to change shoes right after the river crossing into another pair of edges. And then Good idea. <laughs> by the time I was at Greengate, we can get to Greengate, but I was, I had other things on my mind. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Um, So, yeah, that was gear. I I felt pretty dialed. I felt, um, yeah, I didn't wear ice sleeves this year, and I'm actually totally fine with that. Uh, I had a lot of friends that were like, you need to wear the, you know, the arm sleeves and put ice in it. But I actually felt like it got a little bit hot last year, and so I just decided not to. And I think I'll probably go with that decision again next year. It just takes a lot of time putting ice in, and it just didn't really do a lot for me. Um, Ice bandana was really big. Because uh, you're like using it to wipe your face all day, and um, I wore a Nathan pack um, and Nathan handhelds, and the Nathan handhelds are great because they're I'd be folding with uh, like ice water, and so I was just like dousing myself and drinking cold water and just that cold liquid, in your body it feels really good. I mean, we really dialed in the heat, so yeah, gear is really big in Western states, uh, so. So weirdest question <laughs> here
1: <laughs> is for your exoskin socks. Do you still use some of your like very original ones? I, I, I throw them all in kind of this one drawer and sometimes I swear I'm using like 2018 toe socks and then other days they're like brand new ones, but, um, I've rarely ever thrown them away and they're a show sponsor. They've obviously supported both of us. Um, but do you have that experience too where like, they never really break down or are you like really hard on your socks? I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I forgot that this is a exoskin <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so that's good that I care a lot about exoskin. Yeah, I love, um, I love them. All. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, I've talked to cry uh, about this a lot, but I have never had a hole in any exoskin socks. Um, I, but they look as perfect as they did in 2018 when actually I had been training them for a year before that. So 2017. So yeah, they're very durable. I've <laughs> never had an issue with them. There's never been any, like they've never worn down or anything. So that's, they lasted my joke, a very long time.
1: That's my joke yeah. with Croy. I'm like, guys, you're making your products too good. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Right. But then they come out with cool colors and I am totally a sucker for cool colors. So yeah, now you. that they're like these bright fun colors and you're like, I, you know, it's, that's fun, you know? So I do like switching it up because they have different styles and I like the different like lengths of the sock or fun. Yeah. You
1: know? So, yeah. So you're all set up, you're all geared out. You had a good night's sleep. Everything's lining up your excitement's off, off the charts. The start line's awesome. Um, tell me what's going through your head at the start line and then get me, you know, through that first, maybe to Duncan.
0: Um, so you never think about anybody but yourself in these races. Like you can't think about placement until the very end, at least in my opinion, like I don't think about where I am, um, until, well, I was very curious, you know, last year for sure, like Forest Hill, that was exciting, but you, like, you still have such a long way, um, but you don't want to run out of real estate either, but you, you really have to think about yourself. And I will say at the starting line, that's usually my rule, except I was very curious about Camille Heron because she announced that she wanted to reach this garment first overall like men and women and so like a bunch of us were just like let's go Camille like you know like laughing she's great but like it was so funny um so that was like a like something I was thinking about like is Camille gonna do this <laughs> you know? um, which actually is kind of nice when it takes a little bit of like Pressure a thought off yourself for a little she, while. She reminds um,
1: me so much of a Zach Miller. Like, just he's going out a hundred percent. She's going out a hundred percent, and it's either going to be the greatest day ever, or it's going to be gutting out a finish somehow.
0: Well, I I think that's like her reputation, and that's. Yeah. But man, she didn't do that this race. Like, she held on, and she actually ran smart. So, I mean, I think just generally um, being like on the start line, it's just such incredible women. I mean, these are world-class women that total goats, like you're just surrounded by this energy of expertise and passion and grit, like, you know, and we've all been through the ugly and the rewarding and we've been through it all. And we all know that we have such deep respect for each other. And I feel like that start line, all I think about is like, the women that surround me.
1: You know? So is it like, we're intimidating? All, like, other is it intimidating or no, is it like a no. sense of community? Like this. Totally. Sub- community.
0: Uh, yeah, no, no, never. I never felt intimidated by anyone on those. This sport is like, no, I, it's like, I want all of us to run our best race. Like yeah. legit, like deeply. I want the best person to win. I've had the best day and I want everyone to have their best race. And, the only way we can do that is if we all push each other and all of us, you know, are challenging each other. And I feel like that's what makes Western States really special for me. Of course, it's the history. Of course, it's the like course itself, but it's the competition that comes from all over the world, you know, to try and push each other. And so it brings out the best in us. And I feel like there's that energy on the start line that I haven't gotten anywhere else um, in my career, you know, where you're just like amongst the best and it's just, yeah, it's awesome to be
1: a part of it for sure. How's like the initial climb? Are you just holding back, listening to your breath, trying to control your heart rate? Or Are you just having a conversation with someone? Like, how walk me through like that first four mile climb. And uh, oh yeah, and how for sure it's kind of plays. It's out.
0: gorgeous. It's like absolutely insane. Beautiful. I mean, there's like waterfalls and the sunrise. It's like so fun. So. Um, I was chatting a lot with Keely and Marianne and, um, who else was there? Ellie. Um, I'm trying to think Ruth was with us. Um, it was kind of fun. Like, it's like when Ruth starts walking, then we all kind of start walking. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, so, but it was, it was like very, very chill. And, um, to be completely honest, I have asthma, and so the cold um, air is never good on my lungs. So it always takes me a couple miles to warm up anyway, which is why I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> yeah. um, so like, I could feel a little bit of wheezing at the beginning of the day, and I definitely like held back, um, like didn't go out hard. I never go hard in races in that this distance, but um, yeah, it takes me a little while to warm up and get the lungs prepped and heated up and. Uh yeah, it was super chill and fun, and I don't know. Just, I was
1: looking forward to a great day at that point. Yeah. And when did when did you know things might not be the way they normally are? Was, was it through Duncan? Was it it's probably Robinson after no, that climb right? After that, no, I felt it felt great. A, I was like, yeah. my team was so pumped because last year
0: I came in to Robinson like worked like I had it down a Coke and was like, okay. And I think my electrolytes were off at that point. And I remember that because I just felt like kind of loopy whenever I feel a little bit like off, like not very present. It's usually calories is like my first go-to or I, or sodium um, in Western States for sure. So anyway, this year I was dialed. I like came into Duncan and Robinson and I was like feeling fantastic. Um, Anyway, so it was after Robinson. It was up on the first climb, um, like after Last Chance. So you like dip down, and then you're you're heading towards Devil's Thumb. It's like mile like 45, 43, 45. Um, It was really nice. I was running with Ailsa McDonald, and to be honest, it's the first teammate I've ever had (laughs) like that I've competed against. in my life <laughs> and, in, a, in a running race. Yeah, just because Saucony is such a small team. And um, so that was really fun to run with a teammate. And that way, I mean, I ran with swap athletes like through David and Megan Roach. But, you know, it was really cool that run ran with a Saucony athlete. And so we um, – it was actually our first time meeting each other was on race day. and uh, But we've just been in touch a lot. And anyways, that was really fun. And actually, at one point in the canyon, I dropped my salt uh, packet, right? And uh, she picked it up for me, and I laughed later. I'm like, Elsa, why did you pick it up for me? I needed no more salt. Anyway, um, she's like, I think you dropped this. You know. Anyway, so I know, right? Like, what was in there, Elsa? Yeah, But that wasn't my Um, bag. Anyway, so that was fun. And then, um, so I was on the climb with Elsa and Camille, and then I like was like, oh, my stomach's kind of off. And my stomach's never off. I've never had ever in my career had GI issues and so I was like oh that's unlike me um and I was like okay well you know just keep pushing and keep moving and I just kind of kept moving and I was like okay do for another gel and I took down the gel and it just like gag reflects like all of it up like like I don't know I probably vomited it eight times then and just everything out of my system wow. and I was like oh god and then about a couple minutes later oh man okay so the bathroom bathroom issues really continued um like projectile everything out of my body like it was so uncomfortable and just just not fun at all and uh yeah so I hiked my way out of there eventually you know came up to Devil's Thumb and then down El Dorado and at El Dorado Creek I um I said to them uh you know I need a modium you know and that's was the first time I like admitted it because a part of you just turned that off. It's like, I didn't want to think it was happening to me. It was like almost saying the words out loud made me feel like it was manifesting something I didn't want to happen. You know, it's like, you know, but on the other hand, you have to accept that this happened and you need to treat it and figure it out. And I was like, just didn't want it to be so bad. Anyway. So that was my first thought was like, all right, I'm going to take a I started yeah, I took two Amodium then, and then we continued to take Amodium and pepto for, like, too long. <laughs> um, anyways, eventually got to Forest Hill and was just, like, team, like, had to just tell them, like, guys, I am totally depleted. I have nothing in me. I am, like, so weak. And instantly my team was like, nope, you're okay. You're fine. You look great. Your gait is fine. I'm like, but my foot, because I, you know, I turn my foot I don't know if I said that, in the high country, and I was like, oh, my foot hurts, and I can't run, and they're like, absolutely not, you know? So it was really my team. I think you're having a community around you that's like when you're in these depths, having people be like, nope, that's not a problem. You look great. Get out of the chair. And it was like, all right, let's go. And they know that I never like to stay at aid stations. That's, like, not my style. I'm, like, you know, trying to be a 22nd aid stationer. <laughs> so, um, anyways. They just like filled me with ice, and gave me my meds, and was like out of here. And I was like, all right, let's go, you know. And just hoping I could keep anything down, and didn't. I didn't keep anything down. I was running with Jenny see that section. It was actually nice. We were laughing. It's like it was nice and shady because I was going in at like 45 hour, like later than I was the year before, and it was so hot the year before. And this year, I was like, oh, at least we get some cloud cover and <laughs> like some shade. Uh, so. I kept moving. I just kept moving forward, and I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't keep anything but water. I took tiny sips of water. I was running really heavy because I had my whole pack filled, hoping that I would start eating and drinking again. Um, but I just, like, couldn't. I was, like, taking these, like, tiny sips of water. I was running on fumes. Um, but from that moment on, like, really forced till on, I was, like, just not accepting that this was going to be my day. And he was like, nope, I'm strong. I can do this. Um, there was one A station at Cal Street and oh my god I'm going to start crying Um, but this mom goes she's like she's like your mom you can do anything you know and I was like I almost lost it like the A station was like okay (laughs) this is something I'm choosing and I'm like you know anyway okay so moms and parents go through a lot in order to get to these races and I just thought about um, you know, all the sacrifices it takes and just how moms like from this little community together. And anyways, that gave me a huge pep of my stuff. And I was like, yeah, F yeah, like I'm a mom and I can do anything, anything. And it was like, there's no if on that. There's no but on that. There's no like, you know, what if happens. It's like, I can do anything. And I just howl onto that all day.
1: <laughs> I hope that so. person's listening. This is such a small do. community, like, and it's amazing how one spectator's comment can affect the top 10 finishers, oh, you know? It's I, crazy. Well,
0: everybody, like, my, my team had not have pushed It's like, it's not just, and I think I, I would never, ever want somebody to think that I did that race alone. Like, I did, you did it. It wasn't just me. And I, I don't think anybody that's racing Western States or any 100 miler is doing this alone even if you don't have pace or a crew it's like you have this community behind you supporting you for training all these months you know but it's it's on the race day my team and like the the volunteers just you know and another volunteer was like you're the first mom we've seen all day and i'm like hell yeah i am like she's like "We're, we're getting a mom in that top 10 and i'm like yeah we're getting a mom in that top 10 you know and it's something i am very proud of that i can that I did it, you know? Um. Anyway, so we got to the river, across the river feeling great. My mind was, like, fresh compared to last year. And anyway, I, I just was like, well, I'm running literally on no calories. I have nothing in me, but I'm just going to pretend that's not the case. And uh, that's when Leah passed me. And Leah, Yingling, and I have a long history. Like, she paced me up there to first place finish. My, my only, you know, 100-mile first place finish. She, like uh i've just known her for a long time and i like adore her and um she's been on my team you know and that's cool to see your like teammate pass you and like killing it and i'm like screaming i'm like i'm coming for you leah you know and she's like (laughs) come get me Katie, and like i'm laughing her at the aid station and she turns the bend to start running down from green gate and i just start peeping everything up and um Yeah, that sucked. That was the lowest. So you didn't
1: even have, I mean, were you trying to eat? I assume you ate at the aid station and then you just couldn't keep it down? Or was this like even earlier stuff that you were trying to keep down?
0: It was all anything left that I had had. I think it was like any of the water that I had put in, any fluids that I put in. It was just all out. And at the aid station, they had tried to give me a gel and I just like threw that up instantly it was like that was kind of the trigger it was like anything else in my stomach and so I threw anything else I had some dry heaving just like my body had nothing and I looked at my pacer all of a sudden I was like Alyssa, like how am I going to do this you know and like it was the first time that I was like "I, I have nothing like I've I'm so empty and I just keep waiting for it to turn around and like trying to stay positive but this is really hard like I have no energy and she's like let's go come on no time for that talk you know and i'm like okay
1: <laughs> it's like it's, it's like positive. Your, yeah. your team's like able to like almost do like a positive gaslighting where like they all convince you everything's okay 100 <laughs> like... <100%.
0: laughs> but i believe it because it's my team and i trust them so you know like they've been with me through thick and thin anyway and it's like they know how bad I want it, you know? And like the idea. So the point is, is I, it's not like all day. I went through these like only positive emotions. Right. But it was the affirmations of people around me that like, I, like I mentioned, I get a lot of energy from other people and this community. And I really feel like it was like, you know, hundreds of people pushing me to that thousands with all the volunteers, you know, pushing me to that top 10 and I didn't do it alone. Um, you know i yeah so anyways there was a lot that happened i was able to run some and um actually at Hal's aid station i was able to like nibble on a waffle um like i didn't stick around like i grabbed it and while i was running i like, kind of nibbled on something and i was like okay that stayed down um i mean it was like a quarter of a waffle but like <laughs> it's, like it's the mental hours. side not even right yeah. it's like the mental side of like oh, like, I'm strong now, I've got calories, you know, and then at mile 94 is when my team gave me a gel, and I kept it down, and I was like, all right, like, I've got a gel in me, like, somehow that, like, replenishes me, anyway, and at that point, I was, like, barely holding on for ninth, um, Kami has was 30 seconds behind me, and, I mean, I was like, Melissa, she's going to catch us. And she's like, we're going to give her a fight, you know? And I was like, okay. And she's like, how bad do you want this? And I was like, I want it, you know? And she's like warrior style. And you just freaking put your head down and run as fast as your mind would make you go. Because my body had nothing. But my mind was like, just run and keep up with Melissa. Um, so I ran as hard as my body would take me. And then uh, I met, I got to Robey Point with Camille Brohas at the same time. So it was like, to, we got there at the same exact moment and it was like, oh my God, like I just disturbed myself all day <laughs> like with one gel, you know, I'm like, oh my God. And then I dropped my pack and then my crew just like surrounds you. Right. And I just, there was lights everywhere. And I thought Camille Brohass was right behind me. I thought she was like literally a foot behind me and that I had, that we were going to just like sprint it out on the track. Um, Anyway, so I kept, like, waiting for her to make the move because I thought she was right behind me. But it turns out that we put a four-minute gap on her. But anyways, she really made me go to my limits. And I kept channeling Claire Gallagher. And I like, Claire, this must have been how you felt that she was going for first and not top ten. But, you know. I bet Anne-Marie Madden was right behind Camille Brouin. So I knew that, like, you know, I could – the top ten was so tight. Um, I mean, it's the fastest top 10 in history for women. Pretty rad. That's so, yeah. yeah. So, Anne Rae was like right behind us. She barely missed top 10. And I just really feel for her. She's a really strong race. And yeah, for,
1: anyway. first and first and second place were both top 10 fastest female times ever, which is wild. And uh, Marianne Hogan was probably seriously close to uh, one of those top 10. To- Top times ever run you as well. It really amazing, really amazing. Top ten female or eleven and twelve most years. Who knows? <laughs> like I don't know well, what I got into the female. Uh,
0: I think it's never going back. Like I think we're only getting better and better, and I think it's because we learn from each other and our mistakes and our like we are able to basically set the, set the standard, it's just higher now. Like, you, I think we're just going to keep getting a better, faster and faster top ten, no matter how hot it is, no matter how much snow in the high country. Like, it's going to – we're just getting stronger, and I think more people are committing to the sport in bigger ways and, um, like, sacrificing a lot of stuff, like, their professional lives for it and families potentially for it. And It's like people are going all in, and you just – You have to keep up, you know? So anyway, I'm a big, big proponent of like, we're all learning from each other. So I want to share my experiences with people because I don't want what happened to me to ever happen to anybody else because it was not fun.
2: So what
1: what was going through your head when you saw the track, when you go through, you know, they had those lit up kind of pillars that were blue. And then you, you see the track, what was going through your head and was that your husband that yelled super loud? It scared the crap out of me. Honestly, I was I was standing right there watching you come through. I think that was him. He was he was the most excited I've ever seen someone. Um, he it was, was so excited <laughs> for you. It was beautiful. Yeah, it
0: was pretty cool. My brother was like just sobbing just like he's my other crew captain captain and he's just like you know we have a really great picture of him just like bawling you know because they knew what I did because when I left pointed rocks last time I'd seen them like there was no way I was going to hold off let alone Camille Brujas but like also in Marie Madden with like what I had in me and I did and so they're just like so and also so much love for Alyssa because Alyssa my case her like help me get there like you know so it was just emotional all around honestly when I saw the lights the track I was like um probably you know actually in all honesty I think I was pretty blank like I think I was just like so depleted like just get there like all you've been thinking about all day is that end line and you just you get to the end you just want to burst into tears because you did it you know and you're just like just nothing left. I remember last year it was more of like celebratory, like I was, you know, like had more energy. This year I was just so done. I just wanted to crumble. Um but something about that track gives you this like extra oomph and like I ran around it like just proud. I mean I was I was really proud of myself to be honest and my team that what we were able to do was pretty felt miraculous you know um so yeah a lot of emotions uh lost it at the the finish line um
1: just just to recap here you had one gel Did you have anything to eat besides one gel uh
0: from mile 45 uh i had that half of a waffle at house station
1: at house. uh and then I mean literally I was just running um so, essentially a hundred I don't 100K, know <laughs> You're in like a hundred K on a hundred calories. At an it elite was level.
0: Not, <laughs> it was not recommended. It was not recommended. And like I was just so depleted, man. But yeah. So yeah, not correct. Don't do that. <laughs> Nobody do that. So what, um,
1: what's your big but, takeaway? What, what are, what's like the most memorable takeaway from this event and got to hear more about, you know, planning for next year and, and any other future races you might have on your schedule?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I have so many takeaways. One of my big takeaways is just the importance of, listening to your coach (laughs) like uh i think for sure if i hadn't trained the way i did i wouldn't have been able to do what i did out there like um my body was able to click into something just like muscle memory and just kept moving forward um and also that experiences build on each other um i think so i ran i am tough uh, in 2020 and um, I had really, really hard first half and I uh, was able to somehow come out strong and get a second place finish there and it was like also first like up to up to this point, up to last weekend it was the most like magical experience in my life like besides giving birth to my children um, and Alyssa also paced me that finish and it was just to go from the depths to second place was like I put my body through so much and so I use that like knowledge going into this race on Saturday, going like, I know how deep I can go. Like I know even if you don't have the energy to like crack a smile at the end. I mean I did, but like I was smiling, but I was I was emotional for sure. Um you you had uh you have it in you, you know, and now I think one of the takeaways is going forward like, I have this experience now for the rest of my life. Like, I can look back on that and what I did and what my team did and what the community did for me, like, that pushed me to my best for the rest of my life, you know? It's not just, like, a one-and-done thing. It's, like, I'm going to use that knowledge in next races, but also in parenthood and also professionally and also, like, it just rides with you forever. And um, so that's not something to take for granted. And, I, yeah, I think – these experiences and people always say you learn more from your failures and I don't think I failed. Like I i'm definitely, I definitely I, like an emotional game. Definitely did not fail. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was like Top a really, ten. really, really <laughs> positive day for me. Um in the sense that like what we were able to do in the face of adversity and um yeah, so yeah, I think those are my biggest takeaways is like does, that it, yeah, takes a village, that's for sure. Does
1: does this one feel better than last year? because i know and this is more like deeper level uh like you know what you overcame to finish this one as opposed to last year i mean there were some hiccups but it went a little bit smoother i mean which one feels better
0: hands down this race like not even a question like i'm this race is going <laughs> to make me emotional last year's was like 2021 was special because it was my first time, you know, and firsts are always special because, you know, you'll never forget a first. But there is something different about this race um, for me and my team. I feel like I grew up, like I transformed as an athlete, as a person. Um, and, yeah, was just this this one no one can take away from me. And uh, I mean, it's really fun to share my story for sure. And I hope, you know, I can inspire others to just like, keep moving forward when you feel like you can't. Um, and that goes through all walks of life, um, because you can. You just keep moving forward. And um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like this one was just so personal and, um, yeah, just really uh, an experience I hope I never get again. <laughs> <laughs> But I had it, like, check, I did that. But oh. now
1: I feel like just, yeah, I, I feel like I can get through anything, really. Well, huge, huge congrats. Like, seriously, I don't... You you kept your composure, at least when I saw you, to the point where I a lot of people might not have fully even known exactly what you're going through. So I think it's, it's great that you're able to share your experience and, and hopefully... You will have learned from this one and, uh, you'll teach others as well. And, and I'm excited to see how 2023 goes because I know you'll be starting training for it probably next week. So, um.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I've got CCC on the plate, so i got to think CCC next, but, awesome. uh, but yeah, then it's like, I mean, you know, I have like a huge spreadsheet of things I need to do different. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and, uh, I just want my best race out there. I think 2023, uh, will be another just like adventure in the woods, no matter what happens, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to give it my best, of course. So.
1: Well, I, I want I, that
0: Cougar someday.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think you'll get it eventually. And, um, hopefully i get to see you out in chamonix i just had my my flight canceled by canadian Oh air. no! Uh, but
2: oh, no.
1: yeah my wife and i are hopefully going to make it out there uh for utmb week so hopefully we'll see you out there and be able to buy you a beer and uh that'd
0: be awesome dude that'd be so fun to see you i'm so excited i've never been there for utmb week i've i've been there like when pete and i did a tour de france like fan fans like we just followed the Tour de France and then we ended up staying in Chamonix for a little while and it was super fun to like be there and I just felt you know the the ghosts of of greatness uh yeah. but then to go and compete I'm super pumped about it. CCC
1: is so. beautiful just you gotta eat more than a gel. Oh. Yeah
0: it's gonna <laughs> You'll be have a actually a totally different experience that's why I'm so excited for it because I'm all about growth in this sport you know and I don't want to just do things I'm good at, so I. This is going to be a new experience oh, for me. I've never done anything like. It's going to be fun. Like this, so. Yeah,
1: I'll be. Yeah. I'll be rooting for you. Thank you again thank you. for all your time. Where can people follow you on social media? Uh,
0: sure, I'm only really on Instagram. Uh, it's KT and then underscore Asmith. So, need
1: Thank Thank yeah. you for being so open and and sharing your story. We'll We'll be in touch as always and. Um, congrats again on your your top ten finish. Awesome, thank you
0: so much for having.
1: And that was episode two hundred nine. Really big shout out to Katie for taking so much of her time. We'll have her on a future episode. Episode two ten. I'm going to have her on the co-host. She's uh, she's a great person, great mom, just amazing athlete, all around, just super inspiring person. So super thankful to have. Had the opportunity to uh, chat with her for so long there. Shout out to you Patreon supporters. You make this all work. Thank you to Exoskin, Tannery Outdoors, and the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, their Grit series. Most importantly, don't forget to enjoy your training. Have a great week.